Welcome back to the S-Class Podcast, the highest tier in podcasting. Which is subjective, I mean, we're not really the highest tier. Objective, we're the uh, highest tier in podcasting. Debatable. Our rankings are objective, but this one is not. <laughs> what are we talking about today? We're talking about video games. No anime, all about video games. Actually, one video game. Came out like two or three years ago at this point. I don't know why we're deciding to go into this now. Justin Ryan... Why are we talking about Octopath Traveler today? Because I I took like a six year hiatus from video games, and then Octopath Traveler was like the nut first non Smash Brothers video game I played in four or five years. So, it's so the this only is one we solely could... your choice that we're talking about this game, essentially. I mean, essentially, yeah. Right, I, I, I really don't know any other game. I, I don't want to listen to Justin anymore, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um. Not gonna lie, I was actually kind of happy to bring this up. This was an interesting game when it first came out. I think it, it uh, was promising for a lot of Switch users. It was like the first big, one of the big unique JRPGs to come to the Switch. People didn't really know much about it besides it was beautiful. And uh, I'm just really excited to talk about it with you guys. I mean, usually these types of JRPGs, especially made by Square, are reserved for like the PlayStation consoles. The one with all the, like the waifus and the anime boys. Um, I don't know if there's been any other ones that were mainly Nintendo systems. I mean, the Maybe. Final Fantasy series started on Nintendo, and so oh, did right, Dragon Quest, but right, right, most right. of that like left after the Super Nintendo. That was like 20 years ago. Like, it's so, I, yeah, I honestly it, forgot. It was about a bit it, of a gap, but um, Octopath was the first exclusive. I feel like Square Enix game for a Nintendo console in a while. Um. I, I was hooked the second I saw the trailer. I loved the art style, the atmosphere, the music. So I immediately knew I was getting that game day one. And I did. Do you know how I know about this game even? I actually don't. So I like to keep up on the gaming news about once a year. So I'll ask you, you're my gaming intel. I say, Rappa, what what game do you like? He's like, Octopath Traveler, that's the game of the year for me. And I thought it was, I think you were talking about the Inklings. I thought you were talking about <laughs> Splatoon. <laughs> Splatoon. That's, that's how so out of the loop of the video game scene that I was. That when it showed up that I get these eight anime people, I was like, oh shit. No, it's not about, there's no octopuses in this game as far there's as no, I can remember. I was, to, I was totally uh, thrown off by that. I mean, I don't remember. I played it at launch, uh, put in a good 60 hours over the course of like a month and a half. And then I was good with it. Yeah, I can say the same. It's a very simple game. Um, what they did was ambitious. This was also one of the first games to, like... I mean, for I, like I said, the Switch was kind of my token back into the gaming world. But uh, this was a game that came out with a demo. And then you played the demo for a couple hours. Then they would send you a questionnaire. And you would tell them what you didn't like, what you liked. And they actually listened. Um... That was like the first time I really saw a big company, especially from Square Enix, um, just listen to feedback and take it because all the comments and stuff that people didn't like, they used that as an advertisement in the upcoming trailer when the game was close to the launch with another demo. So that all that hype really helped me decide. This was, Not only was it a day one purchase for me because it looked beautiful, it was uh, echoing you know the old school JRPG style with beautiful graphics, but it's just a, a team that actually listened to people's feedback. And I think that started something on the Switch with some games. Yeah, I thought that was right. cool about it, is that they uh, actually listened to that feedback. 
yeah, that trailer really, really sold me. I was very shocked. Ryan or Rob, for our listeners who's never played this game before, can you give them like a quick summary of what what it's about? And I cannot. How it's not about, how it's not about <laughs> I, I, I can. I, if you're a fan of the old eight or eight, eight or sixteen bit uh, JRPGs graphics that were on like Game Boys, Super Nintendos, um, it's pretty much a four-party turn-based RPG where um, you have eight different stories and it's cool, ambitious, but it does drag because those stories are most of them are cookie cutter. Uh, but if, if you're a fan of that and you know what you're in for, then I do believe you would enjoy it. Um, I think people had higher hopes for this game. So there's some controversy if you look it up ratings wise. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, I think it mostly rated somewhere like middle high, like sevens to high eights, maybe. I mean, I can't say that. Like, obviously, the story or stories aren't great, and I think the fault of the game is a double-edged sword. Like, it's cool that you have eight different stories, but the problem with having eight different stories is that none of them are really that fleshed out. And despite the fact that you can have this party consisting of any combination of the eight different characters, they don't really actually interact with each other. So, you know, while it's cool and there's cool things you can do in battle, the story itself isn't that great, I would say. But, I, that's, you know, yes. I haven't played in two years, so... that's No, that's yeah. a big thing I was a little let down with. That's a great point. The uh, There's no callbacks to other characters' stories. It's kind of like, I'm going through one story. Oh, hey, you have a story? Let's walk around and complete our stories. Uh, there wasn't much world building, but um, I'd say there was at least one or two of the stories that were actually pretty awesome. Uh, but I'm so sure let's, we'll get let's into take, that when we go over the characters. Let's, let's take a look at, yeah, I was going to say, let's take a look at all the characters. So the, the nice thing about this game is you kind of get your, each of the characters is very unique. You get the eight different archetypes of your RPG characters. So um, you have Ulbrich, who's the knight. Uh, Primrose, the dancer, Alfin, the what is he, apothecary? I Theory think, uh, the yeah, thief. like, yeah. Um, who else you got? You got Tressa, the merchant, Ophelia, mm. the white mage, Hanit, the hunter, and Cyrus, the black mage. Black mage, yeah. Okay, so you have those eight characters. You start off the game, and you start off in like a clock. It's, it's this part I thought was actually very cool, where you start off, you're on a map, and you get to pick one of the characters off of the map. It's shaped like a clock. And that's where you start your adventure, and you kind of go clockwise as you collect each of the different characters on your journey. Right, and then in addition to that, each of the characters has another special skill. Like Therion and uh, the merchant, what's her name, Tressa, Tressa, are both able to... Well, Therion can steal from people, and Tressa can buy things from people. Right. Um, and everybody has like a skill set like that where they're similar to another character in the game. So Therion and yeah. Tressa are paired up with the fact that you probably won't use them in the same, at the same time because they both have the same right. skill, essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so basically an out-of-battle out of skill, like a secondary skill set. Right. I don't remember yeah. what the others were, though. Yeah, so you have those two that can acquire items, essentially. You have um, Cyrus and Alf who can kind of get to know the villagers oh, a little right. better. that's right, information, yeah. Yeah, you can talk to them. 
Ulbrich and Hunnet, they can just beat the shit out of people. Like you can That's just right, talk they can to battle anyone. And yep. Battle them. <laughs> and then the two other girls, they can kind of seduce or. Uh, I don't know how the how the white mage did it, but she gets them to follow you and oh, they can that's fight right. in battle okay, yep, with yeah. you later on. I'm, I'm sorry your your memory's so hazy of this because I stole your game, Rob. <laughs> well, no, I remember because I bring this up specifically because I based my playthrough on two separate teams, each with one character right. of each skill set. So my first team was Therion, um, Primrose. So you, you, you started Therion. I started with Therion. He was my starter. Then I went, got Alfin, then Primrose, and then I believe... Um, what was I missing? Ophi uh, not uh, Ophelia. Uh, Hanit, maybe? Hanit. Ah, that's right. Probably. It was Hanit. That, and then that was my first group. And I went through all, um, four, all four chapters, chapters of each for... of them, which means 16 chapters with that crew. Right. Then so I went back and for... did the other crew. All right. So for the listeners, every single character has four different chapters. And, like, the chapters are so that they control what level you're at. So, like, the first chapter for everyone's around level 10 you can kind of jump around um yeah you you told me that's how you played i thought that was really interesting i i didn't go that route because i kind of like some characters more than others right. um ryan what, what were your first four characters or where'd you start so my first four because i played the demo i liked alfin and the fact that he was a healer but he was also like kind of a tank with his axe um because he did have good attack power so he was my number one and then i went with therion because there's some 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 of their side skills like Therion's to steal was so much fun. <laughs> I stealing so awesome. Much. That's the first thing I do in every town. I don't think I bought a single item with Tressa. I just stole everything. Yeah, those side stealing. <laughs> the side uh, abilities helped you investigate and interact with NPCs, uh, and just to explore the environments, which I thought was uh, a lot of fun. I chose Primrose too, and then. Mm -hmm. I went with... I think you got haunted as well. Mm, no, maybe not. No, no you... I think I went with Ulbrich. Oh, so you have the same team as me. I started with Ulbrich. So, did you start with Alf? I started with Alf. Oh, so you don't have to go counterclockwise. You can, As long as you start with one person, you can pick anyone else up. Yeah. It just so happens. Well, you you can other. go either direction, if I remember correctly. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I started with Ulbrich, then Primrose, Alfin, and Therion. So me and you have the same team, Ryan. Just a different order. Oh, funny. Yeah, okay. Hanit, was, Hanit was a one regret I have. I wish I started with her earlier, because she had a really cool... Fuck Hanit. ...ability, which is like a Pokemon trainer. She was able to domesticate animals and then reuse them in later battles. And there was just, a lot... Oh my god, her speech her was so fucking annoying. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. It was abysmal. Oh the, the, I don't even know. It was old, old English where she's like, "I happeneth upon." She has an F to everything. Oh, I hate her. Oh, well, it was old English. What, Ryan? It was very old English. I remember, like, I had to take an Eng an old English class, and it was that. And oh, it, it, it was I thought you were going to say you took an old English class so you could play this video game. <laughs> you needed to because you couldn't understand a word she fucking said. I so I actually. I finished the game maybe a few days ago. I, I think I left a few chapters unfinished for several months. And then I played her final one. And I, when her story started, I actually fell asleep. Like, I fell asleep and I woke up on the couch an hour or two later. Like, oh, fuck, I forgot I was playing Octopath. Because I fucking hate her so much. How yeah. do people fall asleep while playing a video game? It was is When it goes into the story mode, where you're just clicking, 
there's it's so boring but like how do you how do you legitimately like sit there on your switch and then all of a sudden you're sleeping and you don't remember I, when it happened I was, I was laying on the couch i was handheld laying on the couch and then i just kind of dozed off he was living the dream but that 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 was a common criticism of the game in that you get stuck with these cookie cutter side stories and for the most part you know that the each of these characters has somebody in their story that betrays them in the ch- second or third chapter. Always. <laughs> <That's time>. true. <laughs> There's a lot of betrayal. So by the end- like, yeah, I'm going to help you. It's like, by the way, evil. Like, you know right away. You know who's going to betray. And that was annoying for most of the characters. However, I will say, I, I found the... Um, I, I rewatched just the final acts because there were two that I loved. Um, Ulbricht's story, because it had mm-hmm. a tournament arc. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, and there was a castle siege at the end, which actually was really cool. I, I kind of think Ulbrich. Both of those were Ulbrich. Yeah, his, that was his chapter four, which was sick. And I, I, I was like thinking if they do make a sequel and some of these characters do reappear, it would be cool to have Ulbrich in like typical anime fashion train the next, uh, swordsman, or be like character. a mentor character. Like, yeah. Yeah. Would that be cool? But. Then Primrose's story was actually really, really awesome. That was. I, I feel like they, they definitely invested more time and money and thought into certain characters. Like you can even tell by the cover art. I think that Primrose and Ulbrich stand out more than the rest of the characters. Maybe Therion as well. Yeah, I felt Ulbrich look like has one of the most generic looking, you know, arts, uh, character arts of any character in a JRPG. Like if you were to like you. make a token JRPG swordsman that's what it would look like i think they all sort of did i thought primrose was maybe a little bit unique but i don't know i i don't think any of them were particularly fantastic design wise yeah maybe, Prim, maybe primrose a little well, bit but I, she's kind of generic dancer also i'm wondering if that's by choice though like because you have these eight people that are randomly thrown together and i guess the thought is maybe they're just supposed to be a part of this world and like anybody can be you know experiencing these types of things because they really don't have like unique over the top jrpg designs they don't have the but the designs don't really matter because at the end of the day the gameplay is what matters and i think they did do for it it was ambitious tackling eight characters and trying to make them as unique as possible um i still think gameplay wise with this class system and then how you can create secondary classes it it was a it was spicy enough for me to like at least invest not in their stories, but the characters themselves sometimes. All right, I think we could move a little more into spoiler territory. I think we've got the premise of what this game is out of the way, and let's get into the meat of it. Okay, so uh, I guess on that note, Ryan, so you can add, for all your characters, you can get a second armor or a second class that you can turn on or turn off. Um, What did you guys end up having, like kind of like your final team for double, double armors? Oh my god, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I do know what I did, and that uh, I encountered by accident one of those shrines that has the advanced classes. Oh yeah, those are tough. The god-tier hidden classes, yeah. I got a couple of those, and those were so much fun. I believe I had Tressa as a star seer, I had Alfin as a war master, I had somebody as a rune lord, but I thought it was really fun to be able to, like, dig deep into some of these caves that are scattered throughout the world and that's where like the advanced class is and then once you, you get that advanced class 
that's like you could do some heavy damage and it was a lot of fun playing around with that because um a war master for Ulbrich is different uh oh my god he, war he's just a fucking tank I, so I, I got all four rob did you get any of them the extra oh, the secret classes yeah uh, i got two of them which ones uh no the, the, did you get the war master or the sorcerer because those were ridiculous what was I the first one Brian said? The Rune Lord and the Starseer. The Starseer. Yeah. Did you did you guys know did you have to look these up to find these um these caves? I had to search I had to look it all up to well, find them. This is like an int like now that I'm playing video games and now that social media like blew up, especially with Reddit, I I was like just on the subreddit for Octopath and it was really informative just hearing people talk about like what how they use characters and that gave me an idea of like what I could try out, what I could do. So, but, but you didn't organically find the cave, is what I was wondering. I did stumble upon it, and anymore. I got crushed because they were all very high level monsters. So I was like, oh, yeah, you, you have to cheat on a couple of those a little bit to to get them. Like the War Master, that thing hits six times in a row at like six thousand or whatever, something ridiculous every single hit. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I I wanted the class, and like, let's face it, with video games these days, we're all adults. It's like I, I'm not. If I can't beat that boss one or, or twice or three times, then I will look up like, all right, like what uh, s class systems are best to use against him. No, that's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> I, I do it the old-fashioned way. I get angry, I throw my controller, and I quit and blame the game. <laughs> say, Fuck this game! I'm not playing this anymore. This is this bullshit. Is how you all, this is how you handle all of life's problems. Yeah, I say this is terrible game design. They need to update this. Explains a lot. Um, it's also, never updated. What's really cool with the seeing some videos of like the other classes, the graphics of some of the spells, like nailing the enemies. The the graphics for this game were fantastic. It looked beautiful on the handheld mode, and uh, I just I couldn't get over like just the details. I was just as I just walk around these worlds, I'm like, you know, if they just remade Chrono Trigger in this style or Final, not Final Fantasy VII, but like. Uh, there's another <laughs> old Dragon Quest, or yeah, or exactly. Old... I think yeah. um, rumors say they are doing something for Dragon Quest Three with this updated style. I'm sure they are. I mean, Square Enix loves re-releasing re all of their games multiple times. It's kind of what they do best. Because yeah, they ran out of ideas about 20 years ago. Even this isn't like that unique of an idea, except for like, let's take eight characters. And put them in an order where you can get them. Yeah, I mean, it's, at the end of the it's day, it's essentially Final Fantasy. Yeah, I mean, I love the battle <laughs> system. It was my favorite aspect of the game, other than the art style, was the uh, battle system. Because I mean, the stories yeah. were worthless. Uh, the character personalities weren't great. The character interactions were almost non-existent and well, well, kind of pointless. Well, the, they're, they're... the stories, the stories, I have to fight back on that. Just with Primrose, Primrose actually did have a fantastic story. She had the one where her father was murdered and she was a dancer and then she started murdering the people on the trail of finding her father's killer and then in that final I thought that final battle was so cool how the um, I forget what his name was I have to look it up uh, Oh, Simon or something <clears throat> Simeon, Simeon The issue with that is it's 25% of the stories are worthwhile Yeah, that was kind of Two of them are pretty okay and then the rest are kind of bland and predictable. I, I, I agree with you. And, oh my god, some of the rest of the stories are terrible. Like, um, 
what's the what's the Ophelia? Like you're literally just guiding children around and helping them for half of her story. Right, it was just tedious. Yeah, but the story was terrible. With the non-blood family message, which one? Which one was that? Well, Ophelia was adopted into the family, so she didn't really feel part of it, and that was a half the story. I could I, literally give a fuck about that, though. I know. Like, people were really shitting on the storytelling in this game, and as I was reading it, I was like, yeah, I mean, most of it's generic, but it's not... I I, I do have to stick up for it and say it's not dog shit. Like, I've seen some really shitty storytelling. This is... This game just is generic. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah I think, I I think generic's almost worse than dog shit. Like, dog shit, you at least maybe tried something adventurous. This is literally like they went inside the JRPG dictionary. They said, okay, warrior tale. And or actually, in Albert's defense, his story was okay. But everyone else, they just kind of picked out a random story from a, from an encyclopedia of pre-used stories. That's how I felt. Yeah, I, I agree with Justin in the sense that a dog shit story is at least more fun and interesting like or could sonic, be hilarious it could be hilarious adventure 2. sonic adventure 2 has the worst Fantastic. piece of dog shit story in the history of anything and i fucking love it it's great it's the most epic scenes i didn't know why they were epic but yes i know okay so I, know what you're talking about. I think what makes the story so bad in this game for you guys is because um like justin you said it went into a story mode and you had to click you know. did, did anyone else feel very bored? Like I actually felt like very like tense when I had to watch the what is it six what, four times eight thirty two stories. I, I think for it, more than half of them, I felt very tense watching them because I was just like, oh my god, just let me play the game. Yeah. And they they, they it, the screen would turn black, and you're like, oh, finally back to fighting mode again or adventure mode again, and then it'd be part two of the story. <laughs> And I was like, fucking A. Like, I don't want to skip it because I want to know. Yeah. But I'd rather just read a paragraph summary I know. and have to sit through this garbage. You see, you're bringing up a good point because there's two ways that I like to play a game. It's you're playing through the game because you want to see the story or you're clicking through the story because you just want more gameplay. Right. Like, this was a game where I was just clicking through the story because I wanted more gameplay. I wanted a good story, though. That's the problem, is because you have these eight potentially interesting characters, but they were just all uninteresting. Right, yeah, that's where it kind of fell flat. I mean, Ryan, you seem to enjoy it a little bit more. What was your motivation for playing? Like, did you um, actually genuinely want to see these things out? Well, okay, I will say the one story, Alphans, like, one of the two first two chapters, I was like, oh, this has promise, and then it went to dog shit, and that's when I was like, okay, like, now he's I just am. hunting monsters to go find a cure every yeah, single time. Yeah, and then it's all of a sudden, oh, he's betraying you. It's an yep. betrayal. <laughs> yeah. Again. Oh, man, there it is. But it got much harder for me when, so halfway through playing my first run through, my Switch bricked. And this was before the online cloud saves were introduced. So you had to redo it so, again. So I had to replay, uh, yeah, I had to replay the whole game. Oh my god, this is 100% not a game that I would ever play again. I know, it was very hard, but I mean, I just, I did just want to get through all the character stories, and this was also at the time when the subreddit didn't know if there was an after story, so right, right. it wasn't that promise of, oh, maybe like, there's a new game plus where there's more interaction between the party. There wasn't, but... <laughs> yeah, it just finishes that, you finish the eighth story, and there's not even, like, a cut to credits, like, great nope. job, you finished the game. It just goes, okay, go back to your, go back to playing. Okay, but, but it wants you to get straight to that post-game. It, like, but it doesn't, 
it doesn't know you don't know that there's a post game unless you look. That's it also up. true. Yeah. yeah, you have to get these side quests. I will say that you said something about uh, just in the paragraphs. I will say the the journal updates and the you the layout user interface of like the side quest uh, tracking. I did love that. It took it's some very time. Good. Very organized. The the menus of this game were very very nice. Um, I'll also say. Um, as much as we're dumping on the story, I did appreciate for the most part the voice acting. Yes. Like if if I'm if I'm sticking with English voice acting and not switching to the Japanese voice acting in one of these games, it usually means it's at least decent. Yeah, it's not bad. Like Xenoblade Chronicles Two is a game where like I think maybe three <laughs> minutes in, I closed out the game and switched to the Japanese voice acting. It was that bad. But this like I I enjoyed it all throughout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very rare. I think uh, it's very rare to get. An English dub uh, quality. You and your English dubs, Ryan. Sorry, I said you and your English dubs, Ryan. I don't watch many of them. Yeah, what are you, no. what are you talking about? You're you're throwing out fighting words now. Who me? <laughs> yeah, uh, Ryan's infamous for his English dubs now. After Yu-Gi-Oh and Cowboy Bebop. Oh, no, Ryan's just infamous for shitty taste in anime. <laughs> All right. Which is probably which is probably why he liked the story in this game. <laughs> oh, I did not. Like, I'm throwing out fighting words. Which... <laughs> I did not like all the stories. I will say, if you go back and watch Primrose's, a Primrose's final chapter was really cool because the guy had all the villagers playing roles of like Primrose's life. He even had Primrose's like early life reenacted right in front of her eyes, and then there was like a battle. I was like, holy fuck! It's actually like I didn't expect based from all the other cooking cookie cutter stories i was like okay this is actually pretty this was like the one story that critiqued the um generic uh revenge jrpg story but all of this i'm makes me very hopeful for what they'll do in the sequel I oh yeah i will what i get a sequel i i think that what they tried was worthwhile i just think they executed poorly on the plot point of it yeah i i think a sequel would do this series very well i think this could be a series yeah do you know how i know that this the stories were really bad is that you have 32 chapters which means 32 different bosses how many of these bosses do you guys remember off the top of your head uh i remember the fat guy in a chair <laughs> whose bad guy was that i think that was primrose's first okay, boss yep. uh-huh i remember fighting a giant wolf does that sound Maybe. right Possibly with no uh, character. I mean, it sounds uh, iconic, maybe. Therion and the vampire guy. There was a vampire. There was a vampire. He looked like a vampire. He may he may have just been some creepy pale dude. I think I but, fought but a butler he, at one point. That was the yes, butler. That, thank that you. was actually a good one. That was Therion's. Uh... But yeah, no, they're all generic. I, three, I, three for thirty-two. <laughs> no, no, 30, I'm working on it. Jesus, thirty-two. So yeah, I mean. It makes me hopeful that in the next game, uh, there's a game on the eShop for the Switch and all the other systems called Romancing Saga 3. And it came out in the 90s. It was never localized, but they had more char playable characters than Octopath. And they actually interacted with each other and the world. So uh, that game's worth a try. It's, very, it's an experimental JRPG. But just seeing that there's a potential for multiple characters being fleshed out... I. These guys after, after trying to flesh out eight characters, I don't know if I want to flesh out thirty. No, no, no. It's not. It's I. I have to go back and see how many are actually playable. But um, 
uh, it just makes me hopeful that they'll do a different type of narrative flow uh, for the sequel. I mean, there was a lot of things they did right, I feel, other than the story, so I think they have a very, very good foundation in place. Yeah. Okay, one last thing on characters. Okay, we'll do this really quick. Character tier list. Three levels. Good, medium, horrible. Alright, am, am I going off the top of my head? Yeah, off the top of your head. Alright, um, is it characters as in characterization, or just I enjoyed playing them? Either or. Whatever. Whatever the character makes you feel. Okay, first tier, I'll go... No, go bottom, go bottom, go bottom. Bottom tier? Okay. Bottom tier, <laughs> Hanit. Uh-huh. Alfin. Uh-huh. Tressa. Uh-huh. Second tier, Ophelia. Okay. Um, Therion. Okay. Cyrus. Okay. First tier, Big Daddy Olberic. You forgot? Did you forget Prim? Yeah, you forgot Prim. Oh, yeah, she's first tier, too. Okay. Ryan, how do you feel? Yeah, Prim and Olberic, definitely first tier. Um, after that, it would be like, I'd say Tressa and Ophelia. Oh, my God. And then okay. Therion and... You like Alf also, right? Is he your oh, middle? Oh, shoot, or? that's right. Yeah, I was. Um, I messed up. Uh, Alf should be more at the top because he just um, not. I to be honest, the the stories or whatever, like the way they played, I thought Alf was a, fa- a great uh, character to have in the yeah. party, the healer. He was um, just such a baby back bitch that I couldn't even like uh, fathom I, putting him. I, I love his. I love his uh, alchemy, where he could use all those shitty items he yeah. had to do things, and I like that he could heal and fight. But I threw him in the bottom tier for me just because he was, yeah, he was just such a bitch. Like, I just hated him. Yeah, yep. Um, I, I actually, mine was almost identical to yours, Rob, except I had Primrose in the middle with Therion, and I had Cyrus and Ulbrich at the top. Because Cyrus actually made me laugh, because he was, like, super daft, and I thought his voice acting was really great. Um, and I just like playing with him, because he's such a beast with the with the elemental powers. I did and like oh, using oh, his elemental powers, yeah. He, right. you, could, you could really start things off strong with him in battles. Yeah. Yeah. And and then when you get if you get the sorcerer power for him, he does three hits of everything and he can do any elemental damage, which just made him like unbelievable. Um but Ulbrich's uh, number one. Did either of you guys go for the post game? After I landed with the boss rush, I did not. I went for it and then after i had to talk to three random individuals that i had to go look up to find and go to different towns i was like this is fucking dumb yeah um, I, I think square has such a big ego because they do this in every single fucking game like final fantasy if you want the true ending you have to do these random things that you, there's no way you would ever know without a guide no it's you're absolutely right i mean <laughs> that's like drag i just recently finally beat the new dragon quest game and oh, good. It was like the fourth time you beat it because there's so many different parts to the game and it's still not over. Yeah. There's another, you know. There's a whole big boss. I still have to find all the potential new bosses in the in the post game. The post game's just as long as the initial game almost. Yeah, it's so it, it's clearly a trend of Square Enix and it's 100% not going to change. And I personally, that. I almost always feel like done with the game by the time like the quote unquote main story is done. I'm like, all right. I got my fill of it. I got like 60 hours in. That's definitely my money's worth. I enjoyed this much. I don't need more. 
Yep. Do you guys know about the lore of this game? And sorry, Ryan, did you finish the post of this? No, I, um, I boss rushes or whatever, you know, and, and, and even people who did be that they were like, I mean, they still don't really interact. <laughs> yeah. So did you guys, do you guys know about the lore in the final boss? Um, I've actually watched the video of the final boss and it's like an okay. hour and a half long fight. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so I, I did a little bit of research right before we had this, uh, recording and it, it, the the lore is actually pretty interesting. So there's 13 boss, the 13 gods who created the world, and 12 of them are actually represented by the different classes. So you have your eight plus the four special classes, and those are 12 of the gods. One of the gods kind of betrays them and wants to destroy the world. So they Whoa, betrayal! Away. I wouldn't no have seen that way. coming in this game. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> um. But we actually hear him, Galdera. You hear about him. Like, remember in Cyrus's quest, there's like some graffiti on the wall talking right. about a dark evil. And then um, there's a couple more instances. But all the stories are actually interconnected. But there's no fucking way of knowing this unless you get to that point where they kind of recant, recap everything for you. I just, I can't imagine many people got that far because there was a lot to get to to beat this final boss, the final, final, final boss of this game. Yeah, I, I, I was, I I was, I was going to do it, and then I was like, I don't think I'll get any more joy by no. spending five more hours playing this game. Yep. Um, and I was like, 80, I already sunk in 80 hours. I was like, that's too much. How many hours did you finish at, Ryan? <sighs> um, discounting the half of my playthrough that got lost, um, oh. 65. 65, okay. I, I think that's the right number. Like, I finished 60. at six, 60, I believe. I got a little bit. I got a little bit obsessive once I found out like Primrose's um, what's her, her random ability that can oh get right you. right right double so XP or ten times the XP. Right, so I would right. like go through and try and like get ten XP, thinking it'd be faster, and that's the right oh, way to play the game. But whole... you just end up you kill yourself because you can shoot a meteor on yourself yes. and die. And I've lost many a battle trying to do this. I was like, well, if I just played this a normal person way, then I would be. Saving 10, 15 hours, probably. Yeah, you just kind of end up wasting time trying to save time. Yeah, well, that's I will <laughs> say, I, I abused that bewildering grace of Primrose uh, during my second playthrough because it really did, for the most time, help. Um, sure, you get a meteorite every now and then, but getting that EXP times 100 was like... I never got it. <laughs> I, I, got, I got debuffs. I got all of your MP goes down to one. Oh, yeah. I got, I got yeah. the whole cavalcade of, like, Ups. It was rough. a thrill. Of the, it was the, the thrill of the gamble, but I did love a move like that. Yeah, how there could be something that could greatly increase your XP, or you could die. <laughs> I wish that it worked a little bit more in your favor. That encouraged me to use it a little bit more. And I think I, if you equipped anyway. certain items, you could alter it. Yeah, I think oh, if like, you equipped like yeah, maybe like an item for that favors. I forget because I, I, I. Uh, I succeeded with that system for the most part. That's how I was able to recoup my lost time. Mm -hmm. I really don't remember any of this. <laughs> I knew she had that skill because I definitely utilized it as well, but I didn't like get obsessive over it like you. Who who was the final party that you guys had? Um, yeah, well, mine was my second playthrough, which would have been Olberic. Tressa, oh, right. Ophelia, and Cyrus. Right? Okay. Did you did you like your first or second playthrough better? I actually ended up liking my second playthrough better. 
Well, you wouldn't have Tressa and Cyrus together, I don't think. No, Tressa and Therion I wouldn't have together. Oh, okay, yeah, Cyrus. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, I actually ended up liking that crew better. That's a I felt, much stronger crew. I felt if you like have I was Ulrich like, and Cyrus together. I f yeah, yeah, and I also felt like I was trying to play through the first part of the game, like, I don't know, kind of in the way that they intended you to play the game. So mm -hmm. I wasn't like really like experimenting too much. And then the second time I went through it, I was like, fuck it, let's go crazy. And just like had a great time, did, did a bunch of weird class stuff. Did you have uh, a go-to guy that's like, oh, I'm in a pinch. Like this guy's going to, I have this guy, I'm fine. Well, yeah, I mean, Cyrus basically starts the battle and does massive damage and gets you in a good position early on. And then Ulbrich cleans it up. Okay. How about, how about you, Ryan? What was your final? <clears throat> you can kind um, of choose who you want in your final party. I kind of forgot. Like, I turned on the <laughs> game. I kind of forgot, like, where I was going. Or I think I was, like, um, just training my party, leveling them up. So my party at the moment was Alfin as a War Master, Tressa as a Starseer. I had um, Ulbrich in there as a Rune Lord, and then Cyrus as a Sorcerer. So, definitely <laughs> rocking the shit out of some enemies, but I think, yeah, I was just training and practicing for the final boss that and it stopped the game. <laughs> I, I, for me, it was always nice that, I mean, besides Cyrus for like knocking out the weaknesses, it was always nice to have Ulbrich in because he had the thing where he could hit above 9,999. Oh, so, I had right, to charge awesome. up to the, the, four, yeah. the fourth level, get the final blast, and he hit like 16,000. Um, every couple turns. That's right. That always like, felt tank. good. Yeah, it was very rewarding yeah. playing with him. That basic um, weakness battle structure was very nice. From yeah, the, the, battle, the battle system just felt very rewarding throughout. Like, every action I did, I felt, like, good about. I don't know. Yeah. It was a very fun gameplay loop, the battle system. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. how I really judge my characters at the end of the day. Like, the story's whatever. At the end of the day, it's... Uh, how I could customize each character. How, I liked how you know the, the secondary classes could be uh, combined, and and then you have those advanced classes that just stepped up the game, which were very entertaining, especially with the the graphics of some of their moves. The, I, oh, yeah. I, I, I the, the the graphics, especially like I remember with Be Bewildering Grace, sometimes she would just summon like these uh, fucking mushroom guys. Know. What? She summoned these gross mushroom things that would heal your opponent. Not not only that, but she summoned like this like robotic ball thing that would actually destroy the other like the enemy. So I don't know what you did to your primrose, but mine would fuck me all the time. Like <laughs> I'd be fighting a boss monster trying to get 10x experience, and she summoned this mushroom that heals at 9,000, 99,000 life oh, points. Oh yeah, yeah. Give I them a buff. Yep. You, you know why? Hell. You know why? Because I listened to her. I listen to her story. <laughs> it's called respect. Seriously. Fuck that. Oh my god. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I, I can't believe we haven't gotten into yet. I love the design of all of the towns. Yeah, let's, we've been shitting on this game for about 30 minutes. Let's, let's talk about um, music and design. I mean, I, I wouldn't say we've been shitting on it. I, I yeah, would say we've been I've very... Been shitting, I've been shitting on it. Really only just a story. Like, I said, I'll say, the towns were beautiful. I love the setting. Mm -hmm. The art style was great. Um, the battle system is incredibly addicting. 
and the music was pretty solid. Yeah, the music fit the tone of, of many towns. I yeah. I like the, um, uh, I think it was Alfin's Town I can think of. That's my go-to, maybe because I started there. But then I also like loved the snow, uh, Ophelia's Town. That was very, like, it was just very beautiful. How it had a daytime setting and then a nighttime setting. Roaming through mounds of, hills of snow, uh, the, the game's graphics, despite being 8-bit or 16-bit, it, it's fucking awesome. Beautiful world. Yeah, uh, like I, I said, agree I with that, but I hate snow in every <laughs> I hate, I just hate snow as a setting. I hate it in video games. I hate it in anime. I hate I, snow. Really? So you I, didn't I, like I, it? I, nice. I, I like Ophelia's Town. Yeah, Ophelia's I, Town is really cool. Oh. It had like hints of purple and blue with the sky and the lights. Rob does not give a shit. Yeah. No, snow, snow bores me to death. And I think the epitome of that is One Piece, where anytime there's a snow island, I say fuck it, I, and I'm, I don't care anymore. I you hate don't like snow. Chopper's? I love Chopper's arc. I love Chopper, but I hate the setting. But that's, a, <laughs> that's like seven different conversations for 20 different days. No, uh, I, I would say my favorite town was um, the really rich town, where you could steal like a bunch of awesome oh, items. Yeah, yeah the, the, the town was like market. A, a major port. Oh, the market town with Tressa. That one's kind of cool. No, no, no. Was that Tressa or was that there? No, no Rob's, Rob's talking about another town with like a huge, famous worldwide market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That isn't was that, a lot of fun. Isn't that Tressa's where she wait, goes wait, wait. on the final one where there's a gigantic market and you just rob everyone inside the Well, that's the part town of her square. story. It's not her town, though. Her town's the port. Right, right. Didn't ca did characters' locations overlap? Or no? Not really. Yeah, uh, maybe, no. maybe. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. They did. Because remember when you when you walk into a town, they say, hey, I think I had business here. And there's a couple of people you could select from that would have right, business. Right, right. So after after the first eight stories, each of them have eight different hometowns, but they have crossover in chapters two through four. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think Grandport, was that what it was called? I want to say yeah. Grandport. One of them is like in the Far East. That was like the port. That's town. the one I'm talking about, yeah. Was that... Yeah. Therion and someone else? Could, you, I'm not sure if you're talking about the Tressa one. Um, Therion had a couple of rich ones, though. Because the first one he had was the, the Raven, whatever. Oh, that's right, the, yeah. No, I, really didn't, I didn't really care for that. I don't like desert locales either. Well, was, the th was, the th was that town the one where it had the poor on the bottom and the rich at the top? Because that was a cool design. Yeah, that, that, that was, was his town, his first town. I that, was, that. that was the mountain one. Yeah. There's a mountain one. That was cool. Um, I mean, overall, great design, and I, I thought the, I, for me, it was probably the most gorgeous pixel art I've ever seen. And uh, but I haven't played a lot of video games. No, no, right. that's that's what really attracted people to it. Um, but it's kind of like for me with, really, it's like my criticism of Breath of the Wild, where it, it, I loved it, but I just wish there was more incentive for an overarching story where everything connected. Mm. That's definitely the first time I've agreed with you today. Oh, that Breath one, of the Wild point. Oh, awesome. <laughs> one more thing on the art is I really like the the cover art that they have of all the characters. And I wish I got to see that a little bit more. But I feel I feel like this pixel art is kind of iconic of the game. And it might be I do love game. the cover art, but it's incredibly disingenuous to what the game actually is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's never a time where eight of them are interacting and feel like they're on a journey together. That's another. If I have one more criticism, is when you're in the beginning, you're collecting all the characters. You have them waiting in the middle of town 
for you to just pick them up. Yep. Um, and there's no actual interlocking story. And then even their stories don't even acknowledge that there's seven other people standing behind you or three other people right, standing right. behind you. It's yeah. like you're on your own story and you have these three ghosts fighting for you. It's that has nothing to do with it. Absolutely right. I did not like how uh, there were prerequisites to having two characters. You know how like there would be like side scenes with characters if you have them in your right. party in a certain bar? Yeah. I just oh, that's cool. Less prerequisites for those side stories because I think you had to do something certain things at certain times with certain people in your party and I was like ah like I just want to see them banter I, yeah, I thought that was here. one nice thing in the beginning at least I, it was like this is what I was looking for for them to kind of like um, make fun of each other and feel like a real party like I think Primrose is always making fun of Therion because he's like a pervert or something mm. or maybe Alf um, and, and, they, and they had, like, the naive one yeah, Chess is really naive. Uh, or Cyrus. Cyrus is also very naive. Um, he was about women. Oh, I love... That's right, I love Cyrus because he was so oblivious to like, all the girls like falling for him. All, all the women loved him, but he he's like, I just want to study. All I, all I care about is books. Um, yeah, those two... All so, all yeah, that's him. right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I was a fan of Cyrus. Alright, you know, I wouldn't really call this a mixed bag. I feel like we're not shitting on the game overall. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think we're ready to move into final ratings. Okay. Who wants to start off? I'm, I'm a little bit torn, and maybe one of you guys can help me figure it out. I think Ryan should go first, because... He Ryan will have is, the highest rating. Ryan always shocks me with his rating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think know, I can guess what Ryan will give it. You're probably right, because... As many criticisms as I have, they're at the end of the day, I'm looking at this as a video game. I'm Is looking to at, surprise me? at how like the battle system that was fun, uh, <laughs> story and everything. I guess I wouldn't rate that as heavy. I'm gonna, gonna give it a B. Okay. Oh, okay. That's, that's lower than that's I thought, I thought it would be. Do. I'm just I I have okay. no background at this point. It's a B minus. I was torn between a C plus and a B minus. Um, man, I really wish I didn't spend eighty hours on this game. I, I might have to give it a C plus. It's gorgeous. I like the music. The story is just not there at all. Wait, wait, wait. I, I don't think I, it's I, fair to give it a C plus just because it sucked time away from you. Yeah. No, because it, it, it sucked time and it wasn't fun. But that was Ultimately, your choice. Yeah, that's true, Justin. If it really wasn't fun, you wouldn't have played it. No, because it was for me. It was kind of like a perfectionism thing. It was like I want. I'm trying to finish this, but I finished. I finished it, and it wasn't like satisfying. Yeah, I, I will say that. Like when I finally finished all 32 chapters, I was like, "Huh, I'm done," and that's it. I don't really feel like joyous, or I don't feel like feel resolution. I'm just done. Yeah. You, you know, for you guys ever get in a flow of a video game where like, holy shit, time flew, and I had a great time with this. Or with a book, or while you're doing some sort of hobby. For me, like less than 10% of this time was in a flow state. Most of this was, all right, trudge along, keep going, keep going. I think the only time I had a lot of fun with this, with this was Ulbricht's tournament arc and Ulbricht's second to last arc where he meets his rival. Um, outside yeah. of those two short stories, I don't think I really enjoyed playing too much of this game. So if it wasn't for Big Daddy Ulbricht, what would your final score be? Would it be oh lower? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
But you'd right still play 70 hours. I did. It was it was kind of a waste of 70 hours, and it I would not necessarily recommend this game to somebody. So would you rather have played Uno Path Traveler and it just be about Ulbrich? I think so. I'd rather <laughs> have played... Or maybe Ulbrich, Cyrus, and uh, Therion. Well, wait, Ulbrich Path Traveler. <laughs> Ulbrich Path Traveler. Yeah, I can, I can get behind that. Okay. So if somebody were to recommend this game to you and say, hey man, like if you're like in the mood for like a basic RPG, JRPG, this is a great one. I wouldn't really focus too much on the stories. They're cookie cutter, but the gameplay is fantastic and it is fun. It I mean, this is essentially what I told Justin and he took it and he played 70 hours, so. I, I don't know. I, I'm sticking with the C+. Nah, that's fair. Because for me, it's like a 79. Like, it, it's really close to that B-, minus. but when I think about it, I don't say, that was a fun time. I say, it was okay. I mean, and the if, general if, if consensus is... If it was a feeling is, of okay, then I don't want to give it a B, in the B range. That's the general consensus is how we feel, because Metacritic has it as a 82, and their user rating is an 85. So it's kind of a little bit better than what you feel, but it's, gen right. it's pretty much what we all oh, wow. are around. Yeah, I think like if if I get, if someone forced me to give it B minus, I wouldn't I it wouldn't be egregious for you me. wouldn't fight it. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like yeah, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll bump it up a point. Um, but it, it feels like it's right on that cusp for me, and I I just can't do it because it wasn't fun enough. All right, well, just like Octopath Traveler, let's abruptly end this and never talk about it again. Justin Ryan, thank you for enlightening me. Actually. You really didn't teach me anything. I <laughs> I knew all of this already. I played the game before either of you. I'm glad we before either of you. Glad I made At least we just agreed on one thing today, Rob. I'm I'm happy I could say that. Well, maybe we'll have to have a Breath of the Wild discussion to cleanse my mouth from this Octopath discussion. Really? Do you think that will cleanse? Uh no. Should no, I, I don't play? actually. Should I not play this game either? No, Breath <laughs> of the Wild. I I. I Fuck a podcast. It's easy A for me. <laughs> really? But that, wait, no, no, no. no, no. I, I we're think, not getting, I think into, we're, this. We're I not think getting we're into this. We're not getting into this. We're not getting into this. Podcast is over. Show is over. Tune in next time <laughs> for a discussion on something much better. Actually, no. It's probably going to be worse. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be way worse. <laughs> All right, boys. <laughs>